Welcome back to a new episode of the All Things Croatia podcast. I'm your host, Stan Kozovac. Born and raised in Los Angeles, I'm now living in Zagreb and studying the Croatian language. Before we start, just do me a favor and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening, as well as the Facebook and Instagram page. In this series, I'll be talking with people both in the homeland and around the globe who have connections to Croatia. We'll hear from startups, returning diaspora, musicians and athletes, and the biggest Croatian celebrities that will return my calls. But enough about me. Idem odalje, and let's get started. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a special guest, Olivia Sladishilovic, and Olivia started the popular blog and Instagram, Inspired by Croatia, after moving there from the U.S., Uh, Inspired by Croatia is a resource for travel and life in Croatia, and it gives tips for navigating the country as an expat. Today we're going to find out what sparked her move to Croatia and what motivated her to start her blog and give others a glimpse inside her life here. Olivia, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. You know, let's cut right to the chase here. I want to go right off the bat and ask, you know, why did you move to Croatia? I saw that you came here in 2014. It was supposed to be just a short stint. And now you end up staying, what is that, eight years now? Yeah, it's eight years. It'll be eight years this September, which is totally crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. What, what sparked that move? What What was that original plan? Um. Well, uh, I am Croatian. Um, both my parents were born in Croatia. Um, my mom left for the U.S. with her family when she was about a year old. Um, and then my dad grew up in Croatia when he was, and when he was visiting some relatives in the U.S., he met my mom and ended up getting married and staying there. So I was pretty familiar with Croatia. I kind of grew up surrounded by a pretty big Croatian community um, in the U.S. I'm from Cleveland, and there are like 40,000 people of Croatian descent in Cleveland. Um And then, yeah, my parents signed me up for Tamburica, which is like Croatian folklore. <laughs> and I had to go to that every Saturday, all day long. And I was pretty familiar with the culture then. We did like singing and dancing Croatian songs. And my family would try and travel to Croatia um, like every other summer as much as possible um, to kind of visit our distant relatives here. And I actually ended up moving here um, with my family at the start of high school um, for a couple years, and I did not like it at the time. <laughs> it was wow, very really? difficult. Yeah, no, I I was struggling. Um, it was the beginning of high school. My parents thought it would be a great idea to move back to Croatia, and when I came to Croatia, At that time, I, you know, was thinking, oh, it's going to be all like sunshine and rainbows like it is during the summertime when we visit. <laughs> and um, I found out that living here and going to school here and trying to navigate life as a teenager in Croatia was like a totally different story than, you know, going to the beach and having fun with your friends. <laughs> um, and especially because I actually didn't know the language very well. Um And I felt like I didn't fit in in high school. And it was, you know, I think it's a challenge for many teenagers, even like when you're in your home country to be in high school and, you know, throw in like not knowing the language and not knowing anybody. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. It was kind of hard. Uh, so we actually stayed for a few years, moved back to the U.S. I wanted to go to college in the States, um, which I did. I went to Miami of Ohio. I learned a lot, had the whole college experience. Um, and then after I graduated from college in the States, I like wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> and um, 
my parents were like very much advocates of higher uh, higher education. So I kind of started looking into getting a master's degree or kind of, you know, seeing what the next step would be. I wasn't, you know, really ready to enter the workforce because I wasn't really sure what exactly it was that I wanted to do. And I was messaging one of my friends in Croatia at the time who told me she was currently uh, in an MBA program in Zagreb and that all of her classes were in English. She had like professors from the USA. And then immediately I was like, oh, this could be a great idea. It's a one-year program. I'll, you know, get to live in Croatia. All my classes will be in English. And then I like researched it and presented it to my parents. And they were like shocked. <laughs> They're like, what? You were crying every day in high school. Now you want to go to Croatia again? Like what? Um, so yeah, the original plan was to come and complete the program, graduate, move back to the US. I really wanted to move to Chicago at the time. Um, but life had other plans for me. Uh, during the program, I ended up meeting my then boyfriend, now husband, and we got married a few years later. And now we're building our life in Zagreb. So. Wow, that's like the fairy tale story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a biker is that what they say? Is that the word? Yeah. <laughs> huh, so wow, a lot, of, lot to unpack here. I was gonna ask mm-hmm. if you had Croatian roots. Obviously, you do. And actually, I saw on your Instagram. I think it was just yesterday. You were answering mm-hmm. some questions, and someone asked if you speak Croatian. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then I heard you. So I said, Oh yeah, I should probably got Croatian roots. Then when I asked for your last mm-hmm. name here, just <laughs> before we started recording, <laughs> that's yep. what I knew for sure. Yeah, so being from Cleveland, actually, mm-hmm. I haven't met a lot of Croatians from Cleveland, even though I know that's like one of the biggest cities. Yeah. I don't know, I just haven't run in with very many. Um, wh- what's it us. like over there? What's the community like? <laughs> um, well, there's a huge community. We have a Croatian church. We have Croatian like picnic grounds. We have a Croatian like event center where there are weddings and parties and, you know, things like that. We have Croatian soccer teams. Um, we have different like music groups, folklore groups. So it's a pretty tight knit community, I would say. Um, and at the time, I think when I was little and I was like part of that community, um, not as intensely as a lot of other Croatians were because we lived, um, on the, like in the South suburbs of Cleveland and the majority of the Croatian community lived in the East side of Cleveland. And so a lot of them even went to school Mm. together. They like played soccer together. So my um, experience was a little different because like during the week I was with like all my American friends and it was only on Saturdays that I was like with Croatians. And at the time I like really wanted to just fit in with all the Americans (laughs) that I was in school with. It's funny because (laughs) when I was, when I was little, I was in second grade. I remember my mom telling me this. It was St. Patrick's Day, and there are a lot of Irish uh, people in the U.S. And I remember our teacher asking us in class, "Who like raise your hand if you're Irish?" And I raised my hand, and I came <laughs> home and told my mom that, and she's like, "You're not Irish. You're Croatian." And I was like, "Yeah, but I want to be like the other kids in school and just be more, you know, like not Croatian." Which is really <laughs> ironic because now I'm like living and breathing everything Croatia. But when I was yeah. little, I was kind of, eh, "It's not that cool." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty funny. It sounds yeah. like when you went to high school in Croatia, you were then the opposite, trying to fit in there. As a yeah. as being Croatian, maybe I don't know. Well, when I went to high school here, I was. I mean, the only problem was is that everybody in class spoke fluent Croatian. I was the only one that could, you know, kind of. I under I understood quite a bit, 
but it was very difficult to like study history in Croatian. I hmm. you know, had no idea. Um, I mean, I could, I could talk about basic things like let's go to the movies and what's the weather like outside and what did you do today? But you know, um, learning Latin in Croatian and oh, I didn't geez. even know Croatian. I came home and I would literally translate all of my Latin stuff into Croatian. And then from Croatian, I would translate it into English. <laughs> it was oh just like God. a mess. <laughs> you had to learn Latin in Croatian? We had to learn Latin and German. Yeah. Wow. I can't mm-hmm. even, I'm trying to learn Croatian <laughs> in English here. And that's hard for me. I can't imagine trying to yeah. learn a different language in Croatian and then have to it translate that to English. struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a struggle to say the least. Um, but yeah, and at the time, I think like a lot of the kids in my class had never met anybody from the US. So I think I was more like, um, it, it was, I guess I struggled to fit in and find like um, people like that really wanted to be friends. But I felt like I was really different because I didn't speak the language and what people were most interested in. in in learning for me was like, Oh, what's it like in the U S do you guys have like, do your houses look like the houses on Wisteria lane from desperate housewives (laughs) and like all this stuff that they've seen in movies. So we couldn't really connect because I was from a different world. They were from a different world, even though we're all Croatian. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting experience. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. And then what was it like for you when you did your master's program? What was that the school? What's it called? Zagreb School of Economics yes. and Man- okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, Zagreb School of Economics and Management or Zushem for short. Um, I actually came into that program thinking that there were going to be a lot more like international students and there weren't there. Most of the students in class with me were Croatian. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, though, I did speak Croatian a lot better and. Um, And I don't know, maybe because I was older, it was just a little bit easier. Plus, at the time, I think in my head, I was like, oh, I'm only going to be here for a year anyways. So, you know, after years done, going home to Cleveland or, you know, to the U.S. Um, So it was definitely a much easier transition when I was here in uh, for the MBA program. And that was in when, 2014, you said? Yeah, 2014 to 2015. Okay. And did you like that program? Actually, I was looking into that at one point and then mm-hmm. I kind of lost my interest for a master's, but I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I actually liked it. Um, it was interesting because we had professors from all over the world. So I really liked that aspect of it. Um, you know, we had like professors from the Netherlands that taught, you know, specific course and professors from the States. Um, and it was all in English, which was very good for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it was cool. We had a lot of, um, group projects, things to collaborate on. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I also did another study abroad program while I was at Zushem. They actually have a pretty good, um, like exchange program. So while I was, studying abroad, technically, in, at Zishim, I did another study abroad program uh, in Thailand. So that was, wow. that was cool. Yeah. And that, that's only a one-year program, right? Uh, yes. So it's one year for the classes. And then once the classes are done, I believe you have another year to like write and defend your thesis. Mm. But then you were a whole, what, one semester in Thailand? No, I did a summer program in Thailand. So uh, it was I just see, like, um, mm-hmm. how was that? It was short. Um, it was 
honestly incredible. I loved it. Uh, that was my first experience uh, with Southeast Asia um, and Asia in general. And that experience totally made me fall in love with the region. Um, we're actually planning on going to Thailand this year. Uh, we were planning on going before, but then the whole you know pandemic happened. Um, but I'm really excited to go back. We're hoping to go at the end of this year. But that uh, that experience is one of the ones that inspired me you know, to travel more and to experience new places that, um, you know, I probably wouldn't think, think to visit. Mm -hmm. Huh. So it sounds like that's a, a must see place. I got to put on my list to travel. Oh yeah. To. I, I'm like such a Thailand fan. <laughs> you have to go there. <laughs> I'll put it on my list for sure. I've had other <laughs> friends that have told me the same thing. So, yeah. so I believe you. I've heard it's really cool there. It's well, an amazing place. Mm -hmm. So Olivia, tell me after you finished, after you finished your master's, your MBA there, um, mm -hmm. you know, you had originally planned just to stay that, you know, one year, what made you extend yep. your stay the well, full time? Um, well, so in the program, uh, I mentioned that I met my then boyfriend, now husband. So that was part of the reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had started dating, I don't know, maybe like six months into the program when I was still kind of like planning on going back to the US. Um, and then I did the Thailand program. And after that, I had an opportunity to work at a local a hotel in Zagreb as part of the marketing team. And I thought, okay, that would be a cool experience since I'm, you know, studying marketing for my master's. And um, I, at the time, thought it would actually be good experience to have, you know, um, some international work on my resume when I went back to the States, you know, I could be like, oh yeah, I worked for an international marketing team and stuff like that. So yeah. I ended up... Uh, I ended up starting uh, on the marketing team, uh, helping them with all things digital and social media. And I ended up really liking it. Um, and actually, surprisingly, that job helped me learn a lot of Croatian. Um, I wasn't expecting that. But, you know, when I got there, I could barely even write an email in Croatian. I didn't know any business terminology. Hmm. Um, so that was actually very good in, um, in helping me learn that part of the Croatian language. Um, and then after that, I ended up transitioning into another job at a local agency, also uh, doing like social media management, um, where I was writing and doing all the all their content in English for one of the largest hotel chains in Croatia. So I was on like their travel team doing social media. And I really, really loved that job. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was a lot of work. And I don't know, it just kind of, you know, I was working there. And, and then I didn't really have any reason at the time to start like looking for a job in the States. I was content, you know, I was in a great relationship. I was working at this agency, which is a lot of fun. Um, and then it just kind of gradually happened. There was no, I don't know, I didn't, I never woke up one day and thought to myself, okay, I'm just going to, you know, officially move to Croatia. Um, <laughs> it was just like a very gradual thing, you know. Um, and then we ended up getting engaged. And then it kind of like our engagement kind of solidified <laughs> my move a little bit more. <laughs> um, even though we did actually discuss maybe moving to the States, but we ended up, deciding that we really 
enjoy our life in Croatia. So we'll just, you know, kind of stay here for now and see where life takes us. I mean, never say never, because I did say before that I would never move to Croatia again, <laughs> that I would like never marry a Croatian guy. Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to ask, where's your husband from? So he's Croatian. <laughs> he's Croatian. Yeah, he's very Croatian. <laughs> <laughs> what part is he from? Uh, um, well, he was born and raised in Zagreb. Um, his dad's side of the family has roots uh, in Trogir. Um, so we spend a lot of time down there and that, that town has, you know, become very special to me as well. So, well, that's cool. Especially for mm -hmm. the summers, you can go down there and definitely. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I've never made it down there. Only I've been to split of course, but I've mm -hmm. never made it to throw gear, but that's on my list for sure. You should. It's a really nice town. There's lots of beautiful beaches nearby. Um, it's a nice place to visit. Hmm. Well, Olivia, now are you still working for... I mean, I think I saw that you were working for a company in the U.S. remotely. Is yes, that correct? That's correct. So the agency that I mentioned, that was a Croatian company. Um, and then I ended up transitioning to working for a company in the States. Um, and that's who I'm working for now. I've been working uh, for them for a little under a year. And I really, really enjoy it. I'm also, it's still digital marketing. Um, basically I'm kind of like a creative producer where I help guide the content and strategy for a lot of, um, niche e-commerce businesses. Um, so it's definitely an exciting role. Um, it's a challenging one, but I really enjoy it. Well, that sounds kind of similar to what you're doing, you know, also in your, in your other time, which is your blog and, you know, your social media inspired yes. by Croatia. It's funny, actually. So I, when I started Inspired by Croatia, it was kind of, you know, just a hobby. And I, and I started experimenting with, you know, my knowledge of social media and really trying to um, get into like the trends and how to, you know, build a social media platform from scratch and alongside that also build a blog. And um I never really looked at it as anything other than a hobby. And when I was actually in my interview for my current position, um, inspired by Croatia is what got me the role. Like that was the wow. ultimate deciding decision for my employer. They decided to hire me based on what they saw me doing in inspired by Croatia, which was totally like, not anything I would ever even think of. I almost didn't even tell them that I was doing that because it, I didn't even think it was relevant. And um, yeah, once I told them that, that's that's kind of what uh, tipped the scales in my favor. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's awesome that you can have a hobby that you know also helps you in in other things as well, mm -hmm. like getting a job. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and so, when did you start that inspired by Croatia? Um, so I, I started Inspired by Croatia in November of 2020. Um, mm. Earlier that year, when COVID first started, we were all quarantined. I had a lot of free time on my hands. And it seemed like the perfect time to start a travel blog. And I always wanted to have a travel blog. But to be honest, I never had the courage to do so. I was always worried about like, oh, what are people going to think? Or, you know, I don't know why, but that was just always in my head. And uh, when COVID started, I was like, oh, this is a great time to start my travel blog. I'll write about all the destinations around the world that we visited up until that point. But then kind of as the pandemic continued, 
I realized that we wouldn't really be venturing outside of Croatia for some time. <laughs> and um, I kind of uh, got to thinking that maybe it would be better to, you know, establish myself as an expert um, in one destination that I know really, really well, instead of, you know, writing about places that I only spent a short amount of time in. And obviously, Croatia was the one, <laughs> the one country that I knew like the back of my hand. And um that's when I switched my general travel blog to Inspired by Croatia uh, that November. And uh, my husband and I began exploring more of Croatia and like seeking out different locations that we had yet to visit. Um, and yeah, and then since then, it kind of just transformed into, you know, all things life and travel in Croatia. Huh. Well, that's a pretty good... Um... I mean, not excuse, pretty good reason for you and your yeah. husband to go travel because <laughs> it <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can get lazy and just say, ah, uh, you know, I'm, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. In, mm -hmm. We'll travel another day. We'll go there during the summer. But yeah, it seems like you know this is a really good reason. Oh, I've got the travel blog. We've got to go. I mean, how it many? Actually, <laughs> have you been all over Croatia pretty much um, by now? We've been a lot of places, and it's kind of like what you said. It's kind of um, an excuse to go do something. I guess not necessarily an excuse, but like an additional, you know, additional motivator, something that, you know, makes me get out of the house and try something new or see something new. Even my husband is like, oh, let's go here. You could get some great content there. <laughs> it's funny. So um, he likes to get involved like that too and kind of you know, find cool places for us to see. Um, but yeah, we've been all over when north to south east to west and it's surprising that you know even though you think you've seen it all because croatia is a relatively small country i'm always discovering new places and new things that i want to see um so i have like an ever-growing list of of destinations to check out What's next? What's your next destination that you haven't been? Oh, what's next? Um, I actually have not been uh, to the islands. I don't know if this is going to be correct, but um, <laughs> in like the Quadner area, like Tres, uh, Lachin, um, I've never been to those. So we really want to visit those islands. Um, and we've recently been talking about Kirk. Um, I was there once many, many years ago, so I don't even really remember. So we're kind of looking into, into exploring those, hopefully this summer. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I've heard good things about Kirk. I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of islands to, of course, go to. I've only been to some of the ones here in Dalmatia. I'm in Makoska yeah. right now. So okay. yeah, definitely the islands are, I mean, from what I've seen, really cool. Brach, Khwar, Korchula. Oh yeah. Ones those are beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really pretty. And as far as the the people who are following, I mean, you have what, like 17,000 followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people, you know, you have reading the blog every day or every mm -hmm. week. But what's the demographic of most of these people? Are they Croatians? Are they expats? Are they just people who are curious about Croatia, but have never been? Um, so a lot of the people, I'd say the majority of the people on my blog, um, like maybe 70% are from the US, UK and Canada. Uh, so those are people who are just, you know, searching for information on travel to Croatia, and they all come through Google search, um, mm -hmm. or sometimes Pinterest. Um, for social media, um, at first, there were a lot of Croatians following me. Um, and that wasn't necessarily my, my like, 
target. It came as a really big surprise that a lot of Croatians were following me, especially because all my content was in English. But, um, you know, it seemed as though a lot of Croatians found it interesting to see their home country through my lens. I mean, even though I'm Croatian, but I, you know, grew up and spent the majority of my life in the U.S. And um, coming here, I was able to kind of shed light on, um, you know, locations and different things that Croatians otherwise might like see as mundane. So like, I don't know, I've, I've gotten quite a few messages of Croatians being like, oh my gosh, I think it's amazing that you find, you know, this exciting and beautiful. Like I, you know, grew up here and I never thought twice about visiting that place or, so that's really cool that I was, you know, and I'm able to inspire the local Croatians to get out and see their own country. Um, but I'm also slowly beginning to tap into a more international audience, um, as I've been growing, which really excites me because, you know, initially my whole, plan was to inspire other people to come and visit Croatia and come and explore and stay a while and, you know, see all of the the beauty that the country has to offer. Hmm. Well, yeah, hence the name inspired yes. by Croatia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Interesting. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense if you put it in the context, like I'm from Los Angeles originally, mm -hmm. you know, born and raised there, but even, you know, in LA, there's so many things that I haven't done or, or seen, like I haven't even done the Hollywood hike. And so like, that's something that, you know, yeah. tourists and everyone who goes there wants to do and I've never even done it. So, I mean, yep. it makes sense. A lot of places in your own country, even your own city, you know, that you haven't really done or you haven't appreciated. Yeah, exactly. You don't really appreciate it until maybe you see somebody else that thinks it's really cool and you're like, hmm, maybe I should go check that out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And well, so where have been some of your f favorite places that you've traveled in Croatia? Oh, this is an easy one. <laughs> um, oh, really? I, Istra, I love Istra, that entire region. Like I cannot get enough. We make a point to go at least once a year. Um, last year we went two or three times, I think. Um, it's such a gem. Every time I go back, you know, I discover a new place and I especially love the, uh, like central Istra. They tend to break it up into like green Istra and blue Istra. Green Istra is like central where you have like the rolling green hills and vineyards and, um, and forests. And then blue Istra is along the coast, but we really love central Istra. It's just stunning. And the food there is absolutely incredible. So it's not quite a popular destination like that popular among Americans. Um, so I'm hoping to inspire more Americans to check it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in addition to Istra, uh, Trogir is also, you know, very special to me. And I also love the island of Quad. That's probably my favorite island. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you mentioned central Istra. What mm -hmm. cities are, or what's like a main city over there? Or is it just Selos? Um, I wouldn't really say there's a main city in central Istra. I think probably like the main city of Istra would maybe be Pula. They have an airport. It's probably like the, it, it is like the industrial hub of Istra, but mm. that's on the coast. Um, central Istra, definitely worth exploring are like Motovun, Grozhnyan, Oprtal, uh, Momian, Buzet. Those are all like small medieval hilltop villages. You definitely need a car so you can like, 
drive from, you know, one village to the next, or a lot of people actually like to take bikes. Um, it's, I wouldn't say it's like an easy bike ride between the villages, but, um, I do know a lot of people like to go there and they'd like take bikes for the week and then just like ride around the whole area. Huh. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if there's a lot of hills, maybe that wouldn't be such an easy It is very bike hilly. Ride. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've actually, I've never been to Istra and actually just two <gasps> days ago, me and my family's out here mm-hmm. for a few weeks visiting me and we were supposed to go and we got like 45 minutes from Makarska and the car broke down and we turned oh, back no. <laughs> and none of us have ever been to Easter before. And what a bummer. We're all you excited. should definitely yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, definitely go. Hit me up if you need some tips because I have plenty of tips for Easter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll have to, mm-hmm. um, I'll have to check out your blog. And of course, you know, I'll drop some links, um, in the episode description mm-hmm. here so people can, you know, see your stuff. Awesome. Um, Thank you. I wanted to ask what, what sort of cultural differences have you noticed? I mean, I know you grew up Croatian, but in, mm-hmm. you know, the U.S. Croatian communities. And then once mm-hmm. you s- sort of came here, did you notice any, you know, differences or just, I guess, life cultural differences from living here versus living in the U.S.? Um, well, now that it's summertime, I feel like this is pretty appropriate to say that Croatians hate air conditioning. I don't know if you've experienced the same. <laughs> yes, I'm currently um, <laughs> sweating right now in this apartment. <laughs> um, it's funny because they think like too much air will make you sick. My husband says it too. He's like, oh my God, my head hurts. I have to turn off the air conditioning. I was like, it's a million <laughs> degrees outside. <laughs> like, oh. um, yeah, I've been in Croatian houses when like the air is on and the window is open at the same time so that it doesn't get too cold. I've seen a lot of stuff like that so i i still can't understand that um what else Mm, i think that i mean in regards to like moving here and stuff trying to get anything official done um will definitely give you a lot of headaches (laughs) Um, yeah the bureaucracy is yeah that's always up there one of the worst things about yeah what everyone thinks about (laughs) it will definitely throw you a lot of curveballs but i've learned to just kind of roll with it you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. um what else i think there is a huge difference when it comes to work-life balance i always like to say that americans work Sorry, that Americans live to work while Croatians work to live. Um, I do think that like Croatians really value their free time and they focus a lot more on maintaining and nurturing friendships with or relationships with friends and family. Um, you know, there's always time for coffee with a friend and it's not uncommon to, you know, text someone and be like, hey, you want to grab coffee like in a few hours and for them to say yes and you guys go and sit and have coffee for an hour. Um, Whereas in the U.S., I feel like a lot of plans are made in advance. Like, even when I go and visit, it's like, oh, what are you doing next Friday? Like, let's meet at, you know, 6 p.m. Here, I feel like it's a little bit more casual. Hmm, Yeah, that's true. I think in the U.S., it's mostly, like, at night, too. Like, any plans, anytime you're going to meet up, it's, you know, going for drinks at night. But here you that can just, true. you know, coffee. <laughs> you don't even have to drink coffee. You can <laughs> be drinking beers at the at the coffee. To, you know, during the middle of the day, during the morning, even I see people. <laughs> They're there all day. It's funny because um, a few years ago, one of my friends came to visit from the states, and uh, she was on vacation. Obviously, I took a few days off um, to hang out, and we it was a it was a weekday. 
And we wa- were walking down some street and there were like three cafes in a row, completely packed. And it was like 11 a.m. on a Wednesday. And she's like, oh, are all of these people on their lunch break? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, though. That's classic. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that brings up a good point. What are your friends and non-Croatian friends from the U.S.? You know, mm-hmm. think about, I guess, your life over here. Do they think you're like, wow, you're, you're living a fairy tale? I mean, maybe you are. maybe I make it look like a fairy tale I'm generally like a very positive person and I always look at like the glass half full so I and I don't really complain a lot so maybe it does look like a fairy tale to some people I mean last time I went home one of my friends was like oh my god your life looks like Emily in Paris (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) um yeah I mean I I don't know I guess I never really we never really touched on that, but a lot of people think I'm like on vacation all the time or, you know, just like traveling full time, which I'm not. It just looks like that on Instagram um, because I don't always share things in real time. Um, mm. But it's funny, though, because they do think I'm like, oh, she's just always somewhere exploring a new location like 90 percent of the time I'm at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, how often are you actually traveling? Um, we try to take a lot of like weekend trips um i don't know maybe like twice a month once or twice a month depends um i like to get out and explore and check out you know the new things that are going on in zagreb um i don't know i'd say not that often maybe like twice a month go somewhere for a weekend or a longer weekend maybe we'll take like you know friday or monday off and um make a little longer trip out of it or take day trips um Mm. so yeah Everything's relatively close, so it's easy to do a weekend trip. Um, you know, you can reach a lot of places in just a few hours in the car. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, for a weekend, you can, I mean, I guess from Zagreb, maybe down in Dubrovnik is a little too far, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> most of the other places you can probably mm-hmm. fit in a weekend trip. Yeah, for sure. How do you like living in Zagreb? I love it. Um, I, I don't know. I look at Zagreb as like my second home it has everything that you need um but it's not too big it's, i feel like the size is just right and i actually enjoy in the summertime when the city kind of empties out people like go on vacation to the coast um it's a really i like it it's a cool city there's always something going on like especially in the summertime and when the weather is nice there's like a zillion festivals to choose from we have like a pizza festival going on then there's like a classical music festival then there's um i don't know there's a summer festival in the upper town then there's like a a music festival on yarun lake like there's literally something going on i would say every night of the week almost especially in the summertime and it's nice to get out and you know see the city and it's nice to see the, the city so alive you know with people just hanging out and having a good time like hmm. croatians like to do <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly exactly <laughs> but yeah zagreb i think does an incredible job of putting on events there's always mm-hmm. there's always something or even, you know, during the winter, well, they have the Advent, of course, yeah. which is really cool. Um, I mean, they always have events. It seems like every weekend, you know, they're putting some sort of event. They do a really good job of, you know, getting people out and about the city. Like that Festival of Lights yeah. they had. Oh, yeah, the Festival of Lights. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And actually, the Advent, I've only been here, what, a year and a half. So I only saw one Advent last year. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really oh, cool. No. Yeah, well, everyone <laughs> says, all the locals say that that's like the worst one. And all the other uh, ones have been so much better. Yeah. But I thought it was great. <laughs> 
Yeah, hopefully it'll get back to how it was pre-pandemic because that was insane. <laughs> yeah, it was heard, really I've cool, heard, yeah. It, well, it was what, the like second best one in Europe? It was ranked something like that, the um, advent. Actually, it was ranked best advent in Europe three years in a row. Wow, really? Um, yeah, so I think they did an amazing job organizing that. That was a lot of fun to go to. Yeah, Zagreb is a really cool city. And you were right, what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's small... It's, you know, what, the biggest city in Croatia, of course, mm-hmm. but it's also small enough to where, I mean, coming from like Cleveland or LA, you know, it yeah. feels, I don't know, it's it's a good balance of being big enough and small enough for me, at least. Yeah, I agree. Well, Olivia, I wanted to thank you, you know, so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your experience here. I'm definitely going to have to check out your blog and I'll have to hit you up if the car ever gets fixed and I'm going to Istra. <laughs> I Hopefully do, I it really does. Excited. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully it is, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I want to ask you one more question. Okay. <laughs> um, this is a question that I was asking at the first couple of podcasts and then I sort of forgot. But okay. I want to ask, Kaimak or Ivar? Ooh, Kaimak. Wow, that's a quick answer, yeah? Uh, yeah, I just had it yesterday. <laughs> My parents came into town yesterday and we ordered a bunch of um, like barbecue or and mm-hmm. obviously we had to have lots of kaimak on the side because it's the best <laughs> <laughs> for me it's tough i mean i like both of course i can't really up. yeah it's whatever i'm in the mood for or both at once is also really good Ooh, I've tried. a good combo <laughs> yeah great combo all right well olivia thank you again so much and you know again i'll drop links so people can check out your blog and your instagram but you know thank you for coming on the podcast awesome thank you so much for having me it was great chatting with you That's it for today's episode of the All Things Croatia podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you all enjoyed it. You can subscribe to the Patreon and check out the All Things Croatia Instagram page to stay updated. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions, tips, or ideas, and make sure to tune back in to the next episode. Thanks again, and vidimo se!